You're listening to the Dungeons, Dragons, and Psychology Podcast. If you're like me, you've probably been in this situation before. You're at the gaming table with your group or at your virtual tabletop, and you realize that no one is really paying attention to the story that's being told or to the actions that are taking place around the table. For some reason, everybody's attention seems to be drifting. Either they're playing on their smart devices or they are engaged inside conversations. This sort of thing seems to happen a lot. And truthfully, there's a lot of reasons why this could be taking place. But regardless of the source of the table's distraction, a good dungeon master can learn some of the key components of keeping players' attention so that they will be more engaged in their game. I'm Robert Walker, author of Session Zero, the DMG to writing great campaigns in any system, and this is my show where I teach collaborative storytellers how to have more memorable campaigns using psychology. And today, on this solo episode, I'm going to be talking about ways to keep your players' attention. Almost the entire episode today is going to be like a big tricks of the trade, so we're going to eliminate that segment, but we are still going to do our knowledge check at the end. Let's get right into it. Okay, so we're talking about the psychology of paying attention today. And first of all, let's start by talking about what it means to pay attention. Simply put, paying attention means to watch, to listen, or to consider something or someone very carefully. So in the role-playing space, I would consider this the players being actively engaged in listening to the game master, to not speaking over one another, and not ignoring what is happening in the story for side conversations. This is sort of the ideal place to play. Everyone gets into that flow state where the game can continue quickly and efficiently, because everyone is on the same page and listening to what's happening. But how do you get your players into that frame of mind? How do you get the entire table to be in that flow state where everyone is paying attention, listening carefully, and reacting constructively to the situations at hand? That's the tricky part. Here's a few ideas that might help you with that. First and foremost, you need to start big. Start with a bang. Don't start with a whisper. You want everyone's attention to be grabbed right from the get-go because if you get to the table and everyone is just casually talking, that sets the mood for how the evening is going to be. If you want the evening to be focused and capturing their attention, the first thing you need to do is do something that captures their attention. Give them something unexpected. A really good way to do this is to start right away with some very dramatic music or with a phrase that usually captures players' attentions really well, like roll for initiative. Even if you don't have a combat right away, if you can get them into the playing space by getting them to think immediately about the fact that they are entering the game rather than entering a casual conversation or something else that is distracting their attention, you're going to grab them quickly. 
as soon as you have their attention at the beginning, you need to make the game feel concrete for them. Use a prop or use language that appeals to their senses. Really draw them into the setting and the scenario, the story that you're trying to tell by making it feel believable right from the get-go. Tell them a quick anecdote that really sets the scene or describe the setting that they're in elaborately right off the bat so that they get the sense of being immersed in the world that they're going to be playing in. That sets the tone for them to be present in that place rather than in the real world that they're coming from. Then you need to keep things moving, not just in terms of the pace of the storytelling, but also in terms of developing the story. You need to make sure that New information that is provided to the players is building on top of what existed before. We lose interest when things become dull or drab or when nothing is happening. Think of taking a road trip. If you're driving on a very long, flat, straight piece of road, and that is the experience your players are having at the table, they're going to lose interest very quickly. It's very easy to not pay attention to your driving when you're just driving a very straight and boring path, frankly. But if you're, say, driving a mountain road where there's lots of twists and turns and each point of your destination requires you to pay attention so that you don't have some sort of disastrous outcome while you're driving, it's so much easier to pay attention when there's all those things that are, yes, you're moving forward and you're getting closer and closer to your destination, but it's not just a straight, simple, boring path. There need to be those turns and the movement needs to be constant so that the players are constantly re-engaging their attention. That's the point of sustained attention. You have to keep refocusing on what it is that you're paying attention to. That is the power of sustained attention. It's why films that are very fast-paced and dramatic are good at keeping our attentions. Why The Lord of the Rings can be four hours long and we're able to sit through the entire thing. Now, you'll probably also notice that on a film that is that long, the really slow parts start to lose your attention quickly because you've already been focusing your attention over and over again for a very long period of time. Now, gaming sessions are typically going to be four-ish hours long, maybe longer. So it's kind of like that Lord of the Rings film. You need to have enough action and enough movement and enough interest so that they can get back to refocusing their attention on the story. Next, you want to get to the point. You want you want your characters not to spend a whole lot of time humming and hawing and trying to figure out what it is that you're trying to share with them in your story. You want to give them something that they can latch onto so that they can get excited about how they're going to approach that situation early on. That way, they have something to focus on. They have something to drive towards. They have something that is pulling their attention forward rather than just trying to think about what it is that they're supposed to be doing. If they know what it is that they're focused on, it's a lot easier to keep their attention because they have a goal in mind. Now, obviously, there are times where you build things that you want them to take the time to figure out. But if you do that, it's important to make it interesting enough so that the process of figuring out your puzzles is still engaging their attention. Don't just let it be something where they're sitting there 
tapping their, you know, pencils on the table, trying to come up with a solution, make it engaging. And if it's not engaging enough, the way that you designed it, find a way to make it more engaging in the moment. If you see that their attention starts to wane at the table because they can't figure it out, find a way to give them the push forward so that they're moving along that path. Another huge part of keeping their attention for the game is to arouse their emotions. Now, this doesn't have to be any specific emotion, but you can use a a wide range of emotions. Find moments in the story that you can make jokes or have humorous scenes. Find moments that can have uh, sadness or or excitement. Anything that, that gets them to elicit emotions is going to keep their attention. It's very hard to look away from a film when it has you caught in the grips of suspense. It has your emotions, you know, dialed up to the highest point. It's not going to have you looking away. It's not going to make you bored when you are emotionally invested in a scene in your role play story. It's the same thing. You're not going to carry on side conversations when you're emotionally invested in what is happening or you're having a laugh and having a good time with your party members at the tavern or an interesting NPC. Those moments that they have emotional reactions to your story are the ones that they're going to be paying the most attention to it. And then you want to keep things interactive for your players. What I mean by that is think of think of combat. Sometimes you get slogged down round after round in combat, and really the only person who is interacting with the story is the one person whose turn it is. And then on the monster's turn, none of your players are really interacting with the story. So when you're in combat, try to make those moments where, you know, player A has time between his turns Find some way to keep it interactive. One way that I suggest in my book is that include the ability for players to have short little snippets of dialogue on their turn. Don't make that an action. Make it free for the characters to do. So, for example, if it becomes a player's turn, they have the ability to have a quick, very brief conversation with the other players, just like they're shouting out lines of dialogue in combat. I like to think of, you know, the Marvel or or the DC universes while the big battles are happening. There's always this sort of witty banter that's taking place between the villains and the characters and even the heroes back and forth between one another. And that's because this makes combat far more interesting when it appeals to the emotions, including humor or drama or suspense, all those things that would take attention away when it's just swinging swords or or flinging fireballs. Let them interact with that verbally or with some other way that you come up with. But But keep it moving along for everyone, not just the person whose turn it is. One of the recent examples that I can give you about doing this in my own campaign is the players were in a situation where a horde of bad guys was approaching them and, and they were playing these war drums. So each round through using my my music player, I was making the musical drums that were playing in the background get louder and louder so that there was this building level of suspense each round and each player as it became their turn they became more invested in what they were doing on their action as the 
the the suspenseful moment became louder and louder music and and they knew that the impending doom was approaching they were acting quicker and combat was flowing at a much quicker pace we got through a very lengthy scene uh, of battle in a very short amount of time because everyone was right on the edge of their seats ready to act because they felt out of character like they needed to act quickly because that is the scene that was set for them. And the last piece of advice I'm going to give you about holding your players' attention is to make it about them. We are intrinsically more interested in something that affects us individually, and the same is true for your player characters. When the story or the action or whatever is happening is about them and it's character-centric, they're going to be more invested in it. Now, if you're just reading off some some silly description and it's going to take, you know, five or ten minutes, you're going to lose your player's attention. However, if you can word that description in a way that relates to them, make it personal, they're going to be more interested in it. So something like this could be instead of saying that a room smells like flowers, you could say this character recognizes the smell of this room because it's very similar to the way that the flowers her mother used to pick smelled like. And all of a sudden they're going to perk up and they're going to grab their attention because you're talking directly to them. You're relating the experience that they're having now directly to an experience of their past. It's about them. It's going to be more interesting to them. So with that, let's head over to our knowledge check. For today's knowledge check, I'm going to talk to you about an article from Psychology Today by Charles Wisniewski. This article was posted on January 24th of 2022, and it is titled Understanding Some Basic Components of Attention. It talks about how attention is broken into both voluntary and involuntary processes. The voluntary process is... Things like our goals, expectancies, past knowledge. The involuntary process is automatic, on the other hand. It's reactive and it reflects uh, stimulation from our senses in addition to being voluntary or involuntary. Attention can also be broken down into some subtypes, uh, in including sustained attention, selective attention, alternating attention, and divided attention. Now, sustained attention is sort of like what I was talking about when we're watching a long film. We're choosing to focus on this over and over again, and as the uh, things that grab our attention uh, encourage us to continue focusing on them, they are allowing us to sustain our attention. Now, selective attention is more like I was talking about driving a mountainous road and being very aware of the danger. We are selectively focusing on one task at the exclusion of all others. We're not busy trying to write a story while we're driving this mountain road, we have to give all of our attention selectively to safely navigating the pass. Alternating attention is when you're switching back and forth between uh, two different tasks, and those two tasks are, are each sort of occupying a piece of your attention. This could be like when you're at the table and trying to carry on a side conversation with one other player while you're also trying to pay attention to the dungeon master. You're not doing either of these things very well because you're dividing the attention that you have between the two of them. 
and divided attention is very similar, but rather than switching back and forth between the two tasks, divided attention is when you're trying to simultaneously carry on two tasks at the same time. So think of this as when you're trying to listen to somebody who's talking to you while also playing around on one of your smart devices. You're not going to be very good at either one of these things, and you will find that you really aren't paying attention at all to either one of them. So around the TTRPG table, grabbing your player's attention through the involuntary process of doing something that surprises them or engages their emotions and grabs their attention, that's a good place to start. But what you really want is you want your players to be in a place where they can sustain their attention at the table. They don't necessarily need to be focusing on that and nothing else to the exclusion of all other things going on around them. But you do want the story to be engaging enough to sustain themselves so that they can find themselves constantly refocusing their attention on the story that's being told. And utilizing those ideas that I gave you earlier on would be a very effective way to do that. That is all for today, Cyclothids. I want to thank you for listening and remind you that you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. You can also go to my website, www.dungeonsdragonspsychology.com. There you can sign up for uh, our email list. You can also, through Instagram, you can find links to our link tree that gets you to all of our different socials and places that you can connect with me. And if you haven't done so yet, please take just a few moments to jump on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave this show a review. Those five-star reviews do so much in getting new listeners to the show and helping me find sponsors so that I can keep going with this content that I'm giving to you every week. Until next time, we'll see you next session.